Welcome to episode 178 of the Muck Podcast, a member of the Odd Pods Media Network. Listen in as we discuss the dark and sometimes weird true stories in American politics. I'm Tina Jaramillo. And I'm Hillary Dougherty. Hillary. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Yeah? I mean. What? Huh. Girl, you got one week left of work. No, I know. I'm just thinking about the state of the world. Oh, who gives a fuck? <laughs> who gives a fuck? <laughs> I mean, we're not used to how hot it is yet. I mean, oh it's gosh. constantly burning. Yeah. <laughs> we are basically what have we fireproof doing? suits at this point. I don't know how we're doing it. I mean, I know how I'm doing it. <laughs> I'm floating through, bitch. Just floating through. Just trying to survive. Um... A couple of things I want to say up front before we start talking about politics, because that makes me sick, um, <laughs> is so many of the shows I love ended this week and I am sad about it. First oh. of all, you know, succession. Oh, what a, what did you think of the ending? Great. I and also, it. Did it was you, perfect. And also, how have you not mentioned King Lear to me yet? Oh, because I saw this on Twitter. It said that this is ki- this gets, whole thing yeah. has been King Lear, and yeah. how the fourth person—it's either King Lear or it's um, how he had these three dysfunctional children, and it finally like the whole thing went to this apart. fourth person. Yeah. Spoiler alert: if you haven't watched wow. it yet, but it's going to be a week since it's come out since yes. this, when this comes out. But I thought the ending was great. I can't stand Tom at all. I no, fucking he's hate the him. Worst, but that's I mean, they're why, all awful. But that's why it's so perfect. Yeah, and don't you think that's why she did what she did? Yeah. Because she knew she, she knows she's that's got her last power. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And that weird hand holding oh. at the end. And also, um, he owns her now. I know. Also, Jeremy Strong, who oh. plays um, Kendall. So the last scene is him just st- sitting on this bench, right, staring at the water. And I read he did an interview that he actually they did a they did a scene where they shot that again, or they another take where he goes to try to jump in the river, like to die, like he wants to die. Oh. <laughs> Which is what I was expecting. I thought he was going to take a head dive I, right I, the, I thought Hudson. he was going to jump off the building. Like when he walked out. Oh yeah, me too. I was like, oh my God, is he going to go in the elevator yeah. and just like jump yeah, off the Yeah, I thought building? he was going to do the same thing. Oh um, God. And he's then- a monster. They're all monsters. And then when the, she's like, you can't be the CEO. You killed somebody. He's like, oh no, that, was, that, that wasn't real. I was like- <laughs> Well, and, we were yeah. there. We know. We know what was real. And Roman, like, I love Roman's ending because. Yeah, me too. No, no. That was, I was like, finally. Because he's, he's so when, vulnerable. And yeah. He tries to act like he's not. Yeah. And it's, and then him at the end, I'm like, wow. When I mean, he said, we're, we're all bullshit. I'm like, this is when the father uh, five or six episodes ago said, you're not serious people. And yeah. it's so true. When you look, when the, the funeral was amazing about him and when you when you listen to the things that he's done and the life that he's had, he's part of that generation that would put their head down and no matter what, wanted to be successful, yeah. no matter who they hurt, whatever. Yeah. He was going to do it. And he did. He, he built did. empires, this man. And he was so, but he was, so, that he couldn't, be a father enough to pass along that sort of grittiness to his kids. So he had these, like, to what I'd imagine are like the Trump kids are like this. Yes. Like dysfunctional, bumbling, thinking. They, they think they they're think important. They, <laughs> they think they're important, which is yes. the worst kind of person. Well, And, and they're bumbling they wanna, fucking idiots. And then look at who they want to put in power. Yeah. So good. But I have to say, though, too, when they were at the mother's place in the Caribbean and there's and, and Kendall's out on that like buoy raft thing and they swim out and yeah. they say, we're going to give this to you. I was like, yes, finally, they're coming together. Yeah, like can't. I was excited for them. They're so broken. But even the after show, the producers are like, anytime there's a good moment, be prepared yeah. because something shitty is about to happen. Ugh. And that's what happened. And I, you know, what are you going to do? I think the whole thing was incredible. I want to watch uh, it again, actually. Yeah, top yeah, to bottom. yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was so great. Also, it was brilliant. So two other shows, or th- actually three other shows that ended, like series ending, is Ted Lasso, which was great. Yeah, my son is now like starting. Yeah, it this over. last season wasn't. I didn't like this last season. They 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 edited and jumped around in ways that I thought did not help the show at all. But the way that it ended, I thought was great. Um, it's just a fucking beautiful show. I mean, it's an absolutely beautiful human show. I haven't really show. watched it. Oh my God, Tina. It's I mean, I've seen it here great. and there because my husband watches it, but I haven't like sat and, you it's, know. It really highlights how mental health in men is real and helps address it in a way that I think is normal and accessible in a way. Like oh, I didn't even realize see, that. Oh, no, it's, lines. he's riddled with anxiety. So he has this like, 
clowny kind of personality of like everything's great but inside he's fucking falling apart and it all comes to the surface and it's just incredible the whole show is just it's so good but this last season I was a little bit disappointed the way they you know I love TV. I love it. And when a TV show does something, when they end right, it's because they knew it was coming. There's a whole yes. story to tell and they right. break it up and, and they, they tell it in a way. Yeah, succession like, is that way. Yeah. I think there was a story to tell. Yes. And, and they're not this, like, we're going to do this for 10 seasons just because yeah. people love it. Like, and it, that's like, the like, worst. Like the Office, American version of The Office, completely jumped the shark when Michael we, left. Yes. Like, end it, the show. Michael's leaving, cut it. Cut. It did not, we didn't need anything after that. I, I just rewatched it with my kids Ugh. and that whole my kids like, watch it all the time that whole storyline of like Pam and Jim having problems yeah. is so my annoying. kids hate that they hate those it's episodes so annoying and Andy being manager I want to kill somebody oh like God. stop it's just so there's shows that can be ruined because of they they can't the networks won't let it go and and the they creators want that money yeah so when creators are in charge and say this is the story we're going to tell and they can end it appropriately it's beautiful and one of those seas- one of those shows was the marvelous Mrs. Maisel that ended this week oh this show I've wanted it's to on see Prime, it, but you can't. It is fucking incredible. And this last season, I'm gonna cry. It was so fucking beautiful. And the way that they every episode this this season, they would jump backwards or they would jump forwards. So the story they were telling every week, like you knew, okay, she gets successful. We see that in the very first episode. She does make it. Yeah. And so every episode is like, and and then you see like her ex-husband in jail were like, how the fuck did that happen in the 80s? And then you see it jump back and how he got there. It just was this Ooh, beautiful way that. where you see her, her kids grown are grown up and and what happens to them. And the, it, I'm getting goosebumps. It was so good. And then the very last episode, the very last episode, which is what this whole entire show was about, is this woman being a success, becoming a comic, a successful comedian. The very last episode was all about the moment she breaks. which you know you think would be like the first season or the second season where you see her become successful and everything comes after no you see in the very last episode so great uh and the Uh, and you i I was crying i was crying the whole time maybe netflix or hulu will pick it up oh my god it's (laughs) It's such a beautiful show and such a beautiful testament to uh, a woman in that world in that at that time they weren't respected they weren't given chances yeah. they weren't and she took it she took Good the chances her. given to her and she is brilliant what a fucking amazing actress i, I don't know oh. i love that show from beginning to end never jumps the shark at one of the most perfect television shows i've ever seen Ooh, ever. i love that Another show that ended is Barry. I won't say too much about it. I, I haven't seen the last season okay, yet, and I love it. Uh, you know, again, this is that the, they should have ended it. This is a Ted seasons. Lasso situation. They ended it two seasons yeah. ago. This was a Ted Lasso situation, First and it's also so good. This season is like when <laughs> I know, I, I, I know I you're not going to like this, but I can't even imagine like what they, yeah. how they're wrapping. Great this show, up. by the way. I mean, oh, he's so good. Who ever thought that you could they're see him? They're all so good. Yeah. What's the name of that actor? Bill Hader. Oh, Bill Hader. Yeah. Who ever thought you'd see Bill Hader as a assassin and be like, yeah, I'm buying it? You know no, what I mean? He's so good. He's so. It's such a great show. He's a great actor. Yeah, he's a great actor. But Henry the last Winkler's season, in it. Oh, I love uh, he's him. So I love him. Good I love him in it. But this last season is so weird, and it's sopranos-esque like Henry- in the way that it uh, does these like dreamy scenarios and i'm like is that real what's uh, happening you know and God. you know i can't stand that so yeah. I'm like, like it. but what a great show so i'm excited and then uh i'm excited that some like mrs mazel ended great succession yeah. ended great um I thought this show called Somebody Somewhere, which I told you about before, it's on HBO with Bridget Everett. Oh, I need, I, that's on my yeah. list. So that show, the season two ended, I think, Sunday. And I thought that that was it because they said there's only going to, like, there was it's no like a limited renew. series kind of thing. And it just got renewed for season three. And Ooh. I'm so excited. So hopefully, hopefully they'll be mess able it up. to do something hopefully with that. Hopefully, I don't mess it up. And uh, I just, I wanted to say happy Pride. Happy, Happy Pride Month. Pride. Now more than ever. Oh it's a celebration. God. It's about it's love. It's about, you know, celebrating the accomplishments and how far that we've come in the in the LGBTQ community. Yeah. But more than ever. We need everybody on board. More than ever, we the we LGBTQ community is board. under attack. And Pride Month should be highlighting the things you could be doing in your cities and your states and your communities to support LGBTQ people, especially trans the transgender community. 
who now in Florida, we have lost not only Robin Witt, but Eleanor McDonough, who she's uh, been the legislative aide for Rep. Rita Harris in the, I believe it's Central Florida area, for years. And she's a transgender woman, and she is leaving the state. She can't she, get care. Yeah. They cannot get access. They can't get access to medical care. It wasn't about protecting children from genital mutilation or whatever the fuck they want to say. It was about banning transgender people in the state of Florida from existing, from literally existing. And trans people have always existed. And gay people have always existed. That's right. What are we doing? You can't erase communities. What are we doing? In Seminole County. And, and, And these motherfuckers mm. that want to sit there and, and, and cry about how all the Dems are snowflakes when they can't handle walking in and seeing an LGBTQ shirt. What do you give a shit? Don't buy it for your kid. I don't understand why you don't care about other people and have empathy for other people that people be who they are. It's not fucking hard. Live and let live. Like, goddamn. Like, you, the, the biggest hypocrites and the ugliest people are these religious nutjobs. Your religion is poisoning the earth. Sorry. No, I'm, there's I'm, I'm nothing to apologize by for. It. You want to edit the podcast? Cut out that sorry, because that's bullshit. We're not fucking apologizing anymore. It's ridiculous. And sitting by and watching this shit happen is not okay. It's not okay. It's not. I think there, there are families, there are people, there are people that we love. Like, leave them alone. Leave them alone. Yeah. So as much as we we love to celebrate pride, I I think that we really have to be in a place now where we are vigilant, vigilant. So I don't know. Do you want me to keep going or do you have something? I mean, I've got other things. I have a couple things, um, you know, DeSantis. Yeah. He made a comment about when he becomes president, he's going to eradicate leftism. (laughs) But the thing that's scary about people that say things like that, and my husband and I were having a conversation about it, is that it's only, you know, one letter away of saying eradicating leftist. Right. right? No, it's it's not not the idea. It's the people who believe that idea. Yes. And it's a very dangerous rhetoric. Mm -hmm. And again, like the, the rest of the United States needs to wake up. And I think they are. I think that that his push for these book bans and all these things that he's doing that are now causing other states, I believe it's Illinois, that recently put in the law, a law against banning books, right? So, you know, I think that there are people reacting to things that he's doing so to prevent these things from happening across the states. But like, this is a, a guy that will not stop. He will retaliate and come after people. This is who he is. And it's frightening. And it's frightening. And if he gets elected and has a Republican House and Con- and Senate, forget it. Look at what they just did. Look at what look at what, look, I am. Look so what all those those progressive Democrats just voted for. All those progressive, including Maxwell Frost. Okay, reinstating student loans, taking that, taking the yep. pause off of that. Yep. Okay. The other thing, though, that got voted that Biden said he's going to veto uh, veto is with the reinstatement of the student loans, the, the other part that um, they want to push is that uh, people like me who had my debt wiped mm-hmm. can have my debt reinstated with two years back pay of interest mm. on top of it. Right. That's what I mean. I mean, it's one thing to, I hope that he does veto that. I mean, I, I hope mean, he does the things he says I'm he's going to do. I'm going to lose my mind if I have that bill reinstated because I got it through the public service loan forgiveness program, working as a public servant, right? And they want to eradicate that program forever. They want to just say that's gone. Like, and I think I read that it was, there's 260,000 teachers and firefighters and other public servants who have had their loans wiped. Ooh, firefighters. Yeah. Hi. I know Hi. they don't care about teachers, but- right. can, they, I mean, how do you reinstate something that you said you don't? It is unbelievable. But guess what? How many of those people took their PPE loans from the government during COVID? How many of them? (laughs) For hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. So it's always okay for them and their business. But for the regular people who are, you know, living at, you know, a middle class or lower income, they don't give a shit about. So DeSantis now is also, we talked last week about how he had his office staff was calling lobbyists and yeah. corporations for donations. 
This week it came out that he had his office staff calling legislators for endorsements here in the state and how they felt uncomfortable because again, there's laws sitting on his desk. There's bills sitting on his desk. That's their their bills. That they worked on and that they need for their communities or their constituents. So they're feeling the pressure. Again, office staff can't call uh, legislators and ask for endorsements and nobody's doing anything about it. And here's the other thing that is fucking huge that I am dying, dying. Oh, I, wonder, I wonder if this is the same thing. He had a pack here called the Friends of Ron DeSantis, okay? This motherfucker had so much goddamn money in that. Like oh, barely where? spent a dime on his election. I mean, he spent a lot on the election, but he had a lot of money left over, okay? Where's the money? Well, ooh. So, ooh. yeah. He basically, they changed the name of the, of the pack to um it's now called hold on a second i have it here douchebags anonymous no <laughs> no god damn it. it's called empower pa- parents pack oh okay <laughs> so it which is a state pack they so i'm gonna read this per nbc news quote state of state election officials have removed years old guidance so state officials in florida for desantis have removed years old guidance against moving state political money to federal super PACs, which he's going to use for presidency, clearing the way for a fund previously run by DeSantis to do just that. <gasps> he's quote, such a shady yeah. mother. Yeah. Uh, quote, the timing's notable because a state-level political committee DeSantis led for path the past five years, known as the Friends of Ron DeSantis, is widely, widely expected to transfer $80 million to a federal super PAC called Never Back Down that is supporting his just-launched bid for, camp- for presidency, end quote. Uh, and this is another article. A campaign watchdog group filed a complaint this week with the Federal Election Commission because of this transfer of $86 million, which he did. He transferred it, saying he violated federal law because there is a $5,000 limit on campaign contributions. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And as of May 15th, uh, the PAC, formerly Friends of Ron DeSantis and now Empowered Parents PAC, has raised... $225 million and spent $140 million, which was on his who? state campaign. God, I want to see who is donating all this money. So One, the leftover but- money, he, the left from his, he raised, this motherfucker raised $225 million. That's why when I, Nikki Free, God bless you, but she's crowing about $24,000 in 24 hours. This motherfucker has $225 million and just transferred the leftover $86 million that he didn't spend on his governor's campaign to his presidential campaign. That's not. That's, and it's against the law. When is well, somebody going to do feds? something about where that? Where are the feds? If, this is a, if he broke a federal law, Biden, don't you have some people this that can come nuts. into Florida? Isn't this a way that we By can way, eradicate a, 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 a dictator no from other, taking over the country? Can we get rid of him? Can we find a way to put him in jail? No other candidate has that kind of money, by the way. Nobody else has that kind of money. Not, not Mike Pence, who just announced his run. Oh, please. Mike Pence and his running mate, Mother. <laughs> Did you see that picture of him on a motorcycle on, oh, on Twitter? Oh, God. And Kate wrote... Uh, he goes out, he rides for Jesus after he gets permission <laughs> from mother. <laughs> mother. Ugh. Mother. Um, here's, here's, best. here's two, I have two other things that are local. Shooting on Memorial Day yeah. on Hollywood Beach, which yep. is about 20 minutes south of us here. Yep. It's, it's Broward. I've, I've gone Broward. to that beach Of course, times. it's a it's beautiful a boardwalk. boardwalk. Yeah. Shooting. Nine people are injured, including children. A one-year-old. One yeah. A one-year-old. A baby old. is shot. Because it's crossfire of two yeah. fucking morons shooting at the... Anyway. Permitless carry. Permitless carry. Shooting on the beach Memorial Day. Ron DeSantis, two days later, calls the mayor of Hollywood to give his condolences. As of yesterday, Friday, June 2nd, it's been five days, Ron DeSantis has not mentioned or said a word publicly issued a statement regarding the shooting because he doesn't care can you fucking believe we are in a place now well i mean i guess i can believe it but that the governor of a state where there's a mass shooting on the beach on a holiday right a beach which is and what a baby our, which is what our thing is we're beaches period right, right? uh a baby ha, uh, has not brought it up has not acknowledged it at all how is that possible how I'm is that surprised real from him though because he he is the master. I mean, we just saw this week him 
losing his goddamn mind oh. of, to a reporter who's like, you never answer questions. Yeah. This is a person who doesn't <laughs> want to answer so questions. Yeah. He doesn't want to answer questions. He doesn't want to acknowledge anything. He wants to fly under the radar as much as possible until he's sitting in the president's seat. And he's going to do it. And I know shootings aren't, they're not big news anymore. Unless maybe if it's in a school and there's more than two people killed, but otherwise there's shootings all the time that we never hear about. And maybe people outside the state don't know that that actually just happened. Right. But I can't imagine that a leader of a state doesn't even like give your thoughts and prayers, say, Oh, the, these kids are assholes who did the shooting, whatever. Like you don't say anything. You don't say anything to acknowledge it. What if that was one of us? This motherfucker doesn't say shit about, no. about a shooting. It's wild to me. Also, so I've talked about Scott Israel before on the podcast. Oh God. Okay. Like I years saw. ago, years <sighs> ago, he, he got DeSantis removed him from office for shenanigans and corruption. And he put in Sheriff Tony who yeah. now has his own goddamn bag of tricks. Cause Broward Sheriff's office is I always, mean. it's one thing after the other. It, it's, it's, it's a second ring to, well, it might be first ring in corruption. Second ring might be the Broward County school board, <laughs> which has so many fucking problems with the exception uh, of a few school board members. What yeah. a goddamn fucking rodeo shit show that is. I can't get, every time I see it, a tweet or an article, I'm like, when is the Broward County School Board going to get it together? When are you going to get it together? I mean, my God. But Sheriff, the Sheriff Israel was removed and then he ran again and he got beat yeah. by Sheriff Tony because nobody yeah. gives a fuck about you. And he's corrupt. And he went off and became the sheriff of some small yeah. fucking city somewhere <laughs> in Florida. And then he just resigned from his job. And now they're floating it around that he might run for Broward Sheriff again. Please Go stop. away. Go please away. Stop. Please, please stop. You resigned? It. Why did he resign? That's the question. Yeah. And that's the question. Because if yeah. you're trying to win another bid elsewhere, why didn't you stay in your other little cush job? Leave us alone. Especially yes. because right now on trial, is the deputy who was under your watch in Parkland that stood outside the fucking high school and listened to the guns go the gun going off over and over again and didn't go in to help anybody. That motherfucker's on trial. Yeah. Okay? Oh my God. So maybe not a good idea for you to come back. But again, piece good of guys shit. with guns, right? Oh fucking dicks. So <laughs> that's all I have. Okay, yeah, let's go. Are oh. you ready? Oh, yeah. Okay. Hi, I'm Shannon. I'm Jamie. We're Married with Television, MarriedWithTV.com. We are a couple of Hollywood normies on the outskirts of the film and TV industry, and we talk about our favorite TV shows, music, and movies, and sometimes they talk back to us. Sometimes they do. Our podcast is Married with Television, one word, on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Possibly Amazon soon. And we are a proud member of the Odd Pods Media Network. Today, mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you the story of Utah gay rights activist, Ooh. Anthony Adams. Okay. No, Tina. God, why, no, Tina? I'm sorry. All right. Anthony Adams was rising up in the world of Utah politics, but his tragic death has led to a 40-year mystery. What? I know. So our story takes place in Salt Lake City, Utah in 1978. Oh, good year. And whoo! so I heard this story on a podcast, actually. It's called The Deck, which oh. is, um, I don't know if you know, uh, Crime Junkies. It's mm -mm. like this, this, it's like Ashley Flowers and this other chick. And she oh, does I like, think like friend Josh other, likes Crime Junkies. Um, they do these other podcasts and The Deck is one of them. Yeah. And so... Since this is going to be our first June episode and Adams was part of the LGBTQ plus community, I wanted to share his story. Okay. So as far as background, I don't have a whole lot. According to the deck and other sources, Adams worked as a bus driver, but he was, you know, like in his off time, like many of us, um, he was an activist and he was um, a gay activist in Utah. So being gay in Utah in the seventies was not like an easy yeah. thing. Right. Um, it, you know, the state tends to lean conservative it's very religious mm -hmm. and from from what i read and according to that podcast he was actively fighting for gay rights and at the time though even though you know it's utah there was a prominent gay scene oh um and 
in Salt Lake. They had five gay bars. They had a nudist beach. And uh, Adams was part of the scene there. And Q Salt Lake City Magazine, um, an article by Ben Williams, noted that the gay liberation uh, came to Salt Lake City between 1969 and 1978. Nice. And along with the gay bars, there was a gay student club, the formation of gay churches. And in 1977, they even protested against the arrival of Anita Bryant. Oh! Who you covered back in episode uh, 164. And she was coming to, I believe it was like the Utah State Fair or something like that. Mm, and, and, worst. and Adams was one of the people that helped organize a protest against her. Nice. Um, so the liberation movement at the time really helped people in the gay community come out and feel safe about coming out. Like it really was a thing that like kind of empowered people to be able to say, yes, I'm gay and like be part of the community. Yes, yeah. So Adams was um, all, also like very politically engaged with like campaigns and stuff. And he was part of the Socialist Workers Party. Okay. Okay. So like he was more, you know, um, very, very left. Right. And he was part, um, he was a member of that party. He was a member of the NAACP. And again, he was protesting in support of gay rights. And in November, 1978, he was actively working on a political campaign for the Socialist Party candidate uh, in the second congressional district. So he was instrumental in like, you know, putting campaign events together and doing stuff to help get this guy elected. And it's like November. So like we're high up into like mm. election time. Right. Yeah. So let's just jump into it. Oh God. So in early November of 1978, he's working on this campaign for Bill Hoyle, that member of the socialist party to get this congressional seat. And um, a member of, the party and, and the campaign um, was trying to reach Adams over the weekend, but they can't get a hold of him. And according to the U.S. Department of Justice case files uh, on this, on the Sunday of that weekend, Adams also no-showed to a political rally, and people were like, what the hell? Like, this isn't like him. Like, this is our big event. Where is he? And they can't mm. reach him. Mm. So they, they get more and more concerned, and they decide to check on him the next day. Oh, God. So on November 6th, 1978, Adams, they go to his apartment and he's found stabbed both in his neck and his chest at his home in Salt Lake City, Utah. Oh, my God. He was naked. <gasps> he was crumpled next to like the radiator in his apartment, no. according to Eric S. Peterson's article for Salt Lake Tribune. So one murder weapon was recovered, but later after the crime scene had been cleared, another detective, according to Peterson, found a bloody knife in one of the drawers that could have been another weapon. So then like, so obviously like they maybe didn't do the best job of investigating the scene. The Justice Department's report also noted that though he was found in the bedroom, they think he may have been attacked in the tub because they found a bloody ring around the tub along with bloodstains on the wall and there was a gouge in the wall like above the tub. So they think maybe Jesus. attack happened there and maybe he was he's pulled trying, out. He's laying there trying to relax. Out or, you know what I mean? Or who knows? Jesus. So he had a total, according to the autopsy, of uh, nine total stab wounds. Oh my God. I know, it's terrible. So How, how old was he? Um. Oh, he was in his 20s. Oh like, my yeah. God. This is terrible. Yeah. So um, the Salt Lake Tribune reported that someone had spray painted the fall, the after the murder, like on a wall, it was who killed Anthony Adams. They had spray painted it because people wanted to know like what happened. So it's 40 years later and we still don't know what? who um, killed him or why. And there's a lot of different theories. So Peterson interviewed Adams's former reverend. So remember I said there were a lot of gay churches and this guy, Bob Waldrop, was like very active. He was a pastor in a gay church and knew Adams very well. And Peterson, for his article in the Salt Lake Tribune in 2018, um, interviewed uh, the Reverend Waldrop, and he had this to say. He said, quote, Tony had three strikes against him. He was black, gay, and he was a socialist. Ugh. So just how hard was anyone in the Jesus. officialdom going to care about his murder? I right? mean, it's such a weird time that we're giving these reasons of why someone would be killed. And one yeah. of them is that he's gay. One of them is a socialist. Another one, he's black. It's, it's, I mean, it's, that's, it's insane. That's why someone that's, would be murdered. I mean, it's so fucking crazy to me. Right. And that he would say, why would anyone in an official capacity care? You know what I mean? And that's what there seems to, and we'll see, like there definitely is uh, some 
you know, racism, homophobia, like attached to that and attached to the police that were involved in this case. I mean, you know, it's such a weird time too, because girls would be kidnapped and put in like sex trafficked or whatever, like, you know, take it or children were taken and murdered. And it used to be a time where it was like, well, you know, kids run away. Yeah. Yeah. And that was the thing. So we're going to give them 24 hours for an eight-year-old that went missing before we actually start to do something. Like there was a time when it was not taken seriously when children were taken. Right. I mean, the police, can it you was imagine a, living in that time? Especially teenagers. Like, teenagers, forget it. Yeah. It's just like, nah. Teenage girls, teenage girls are hysterical. Yeah. They get upset. They'll be back. They she ran away just, with a boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. Does yeah. she have a boyfriend? Where's the boyfriend? They ran away together. Meanwhile, they're gone. They're gone. You know, because nobody took it seriously the moment that it happened. It's just such a weird... Just the like, mindset. Just, the just mindset. yeah, but how yeah. the t- how long it took them to change that? Yeah, it's and fucking it's wild. Not to that me. long ago. No, this is our lifetime. It's totally our <laughs> lifetime. Seventy eight, but also, uh, th- w- there was one case, and I think it was a kid in Ohio who went missing that really set off. Like we are now going to shift the way that we talk about or we look at. Is the it the kids newspaper? Being kidnapped. The, the newspaper yes, kid, with, the, with the red wagon, Johnny. Yeah, the, yes, something, something. Yes, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. And it also, I, I believe it's that's also the case where um, they put it in now a national database. Yes, right, so that they could start looking and because it was just like you had and this making, much room yeah. of, of of information for your area, and it just made it wide the net wider. Right. And uh, well, now we not I mean, think about that before this, right? So Peterson in his article also noted that Waldrop and others felt that the investigation went nowhere fast and Mm. wasn't really investigated as well as it should have been. He cites the detective who took over the case, Ron Millard, who stated the same thing as far as the investigation went. He's like, we could have done better. So now, um, so some people felt that this could have been a political assassination because he was campaigning for the Socialist Party at Mm. the time of his death. Other people felt that it was his gay activism because he was very vocal in the community. And in fact, uh, the Peter uh, Peterson of that uh, Salt Lake Tribune article noted that when Adams's brother went to the police to check on the case, a cop shouted, "That dead <gasps> f word slur, oh. brother is here." So Williams's Q Salt Lake Magazine article stated that quote a closeted police officer unquote overheard other officers speaking of Adams's death, saying the n word, queer, communist, three strikes, you're out. That's what they were saying. The cops. So you think that they're actively trying to find out who knows Adams, who was with him, what was the last time, you know, like, clearly they don't care. It's it's, really so messed up. And then that there's a closeted police officer, right? So again, like, like these people that think that gay people are going to just disappear. Right. They have always been around. Unfortunately, that man had to feel like he couldn't come out on the police force as someone gay, right? And what, we're going to do this again? We're going to push people back in the closet? Like, yeah, what no, are we doing? I was thinking the same thing. Nothing's changed. We're not changed. doing that. Yeah. We're not doing that. In that Seminole County where that crazy bug-eyed oh. Kardashian-esque lady is the thing, you know, they're losing teachers everywhere. They're yeah. losing teachers there, but also... Um, that's but where... But parents are fighting back. Conservative... Parents are fighting back. Conservative parents. Well... And there's a back. high school there where they're, they're worried about they're, oh, the, the school, yearbook. Yeah. Uh. Where they're going to take out the LGBTQ clubs page in the yearbook. Like you're trying to have a page. You're literally trying to erase the visibility of the LGBTQ community in a school. What the fuck? A Who school gives a is fuck? diverse. There are several different clubs. Your child doesn't have to join it, but I guarantee you that there's some kind of churchy club yeah. At the school that nobody cares about, right? It's such hypocrisy. All right, so... Wait, oh, oh, also one other thing, sorry. Oh, sorry. I saw a great TikTok and it reminded me of what you had said last week where this woman, where it, this, this fucking douchey white dick and he's eating ice cream. He's like, teach your son how to be a man before his teacher teaches him how to be gay. And it goes oh, to this teacher and God. she's like, sir... <laughs> I don't have time to teach your son how to do division. Like I don't have enough time in all of my day. (laughs) I can't get your son to sit down long enough to learn math. You think I have time to teach him how to be gay? I don't have time for it. How do you teach someone to be gay? How do you teach that? I don't know. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Can somebody teach me? 
I, I, mean, I did. It's, by the way, I'd like to say something else. I was editing uh, our podcast last week. We were having this exact conversation. Oh, we were. And I paused and I said, because I said, you think someone just wakes up one day and they want to, and I was like, fuck a woman. But what I really wanted to say was something very vulgar that sounds like something I would say. But I paused because I know my mother listens now and it's already <laughs> affecting. I'm just letting you know, folks, it's affecting uh, what I talk about because I want to say eat. You know what I'm saying? But I didn't say it. Because my mother. Aww. You're Hi, welcome. Mom. You're welcome, Mom. Hi. <laughs> that's the last time that's going to happen, though. <laughs> because I was editing it. I was like, why am I stumbling? Because I knew what was happening in my brain. I was like, God damn it. Oh, goodness gracious. Okay. So some people, though, believe that there could have been a murder of opportunity. One of the current officers says that he wasn't that. That, that Adams wasn't politically engaged because he wasn't running for office, but you can be politically engaged and not be running for office. Like there's so many people we know that don't hold a seat, but are very active in the community. Yeah. And more active than elected officials, right. to be honest with you. Know you know what I mean? So yeah. uh, that was like, I don't know. And then they said that he wasn't super connected to the gay community, but I've seen conflicting statements on that and that he was very um, involved. So I don't know. So this particular cop who's on the cold case seems to think that it could have been a hookup gone bad or that he, maybe he was deliberately targeted because he was gay in mm. terms of like they were trying to rob him. Right. So of course there are no charges. This is still an ongoing case. Um, I do have a tip line. I mean, if anyone hearing this outside of Florida. Um, or Salt, in Florida. For or me, in, maybe, yeah, who knows? Yeah. Um, Salt Lake City Police Department, uh, 801-799-799. 3000. So if there's any information, um, again, it's been 40 years. Mm. So some of the aftermath, there was a lot of fear in the gay community after Adams's murder. There was an article about it published at the time saying that some members of the gay community felt like Adams was targeted for his activism oh. and for his sexuality. And Peterson of the Salt Lake Tribune, I mean, Peterson did like, I got mostly everything from him. Um, Cause he did this really in-depth article series on it. Um, he noted that, in an article that was came out after Adams's murder, some folks feared that there may be quote an LA type slasher out there because they thought that there was someone like specifically targeting wow. gays. Um, and a, because about two weeks after Adams was killed, well, the other thing that happened is Harvey Milk oh. um, was murdered. And after Milk's death, um, Williams of Q Salt Lake City noted that gay activists felt like vocal gays that's uh quoted mm -hmm. uh were being targeted so they thought like adams is involved politically there's milk being you know and and they, they're starting like piece together like is this people who are speaking out for our community they are now being targeted by people but milk was tar milk was killed by a, a fellow you know right. slighted politician right but at the time yeah when it first happened yeah. right like that this is the fears that people were having and then uh peterson's article noted that Things start simmering down after Adams's murder, noting that the gay activism was, quote, muted. Another what? article citing Ben Williams of Q Salt Lake City said, quote, community activism came to a halt at that point. Absolutely. I don't, bl I mean, I you get know, that. Because people are afraid. Yeah. And then you don't have, the people who are supposed to be there to protect and serve, right? The police officers are homophobic and racist. Mm -hmm. So you can't trust them to help you. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you can't go, well, I know that in my community I can be safe because there's police officers going to like look out or, or do the work to try to find out who did this and actively try to stop this stuff from happening. And when you have the brother going in and other people overhearing stuff that the cops are saying, then why would you have trust in the, the, the police? Yeah. So mm. three weeks after Adams was killed, another gay man was killed oh. just a few blocks away. And a lesbian was raped and murdered a few months after that. What the so fuck? it's understandable that there is fear gripping this community at the time. And like everyone just kind of halts what they're God doing. Damn it. So another issue with this case is that the evidence was lost, including the murder weapon, along with other boxes of like a bunch of other cold cases. Literally, what else do you need to do? <laughs> like, can you just keep track of evidence? My God. I mean, the murder weapon. What the fuck? Gone. So even if somebody had a tip and they could test DNA yeah, or something you can't on the do knife, anything. now you can't. Now you can't do anything. So Matt McDonald of Fox 13 interviewed the cold case officer on the case in 2018, Detective Greg Wilking, who said, quote, if we went back to that day, the day of his murder right now, we would do things a lot differently. We know that there was bias back then, a lot. We know how gay people were treated. 
Were they even testing for DNA then? No, I but mean, they think they still held on to evidence. Right. So that now that we have the right. capacity to right. do that, like, and I wouldn't think that be it nice? Also, I think it also depends on how it's kept. Because I was listening to like some other like true crime show where they had the cold case evidence. And back in the day, they would put everything in plastic bags. Um, but now they've learned that like things kept in uh, plastic corrupts the DMA, DNA. Oh so it's got to be put in paper bags. But like back in the 70s, they're not thinking there's going to be DNA technology. Right. You know, so... Some of these older cold cases, like when they go in, they're like, shit, it's in plastic, you know? So now, of course, they know to like uh, preserve things differently, but. So um, some points of interest, his case is part of the Cold Case Coalition files. And what they did is they created a deck of cards. So this podcast, The Deck, is about all of these cold cases. Cool. And they bring them to prisoners and it has, um, you know, um, like he's the ace of, Adams was the ace of hearts. So like he's on there and has information about his murder. Um, but then people can also buy the decks for like $10 so that it gets out in the community. Mm. So if people have information on, and it's a 52 yeah. different cold cases. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, that's like an interesting, you imagine and it's something like that those, to... that several tips have come in yeah. from like the production of Can these. you imagine that someone you love is murdered and you 40 years later, you still, you still don't, don't know? know? I know. Oh my God. So the Department of Justice, though, did put forth a possible suspect. Mm-hmm. One, Mickey Henson. She was 16 at the time of the murder. She was a troubled woman with ties to white supremacists. And she also used to use anti-gay slurs. Her fingerprint was found in his apartment. What? But there was no other evidence. So the suggestion is that he may have been targeted again because of his political activism for gay rights Henson has since died, so there's no way to, like, pursue this angle. And a PBS article noted that um, Henson was known to be part of this group that where they specifically robbed gay men. Oh. So it could have been he's targeted for being gay, or they knew that he was this, like, very active guy, and they specifically targeted yeah. him because of the, the community that she belonged to. I mean, she certainly couldn't have done that by herself. No. You know what I mean? Yeah, as a 16-year-old girl, no. But she could maybe see someone that lured him. That or fingerprint did. is fucked. Come yeah. on, this is ridiculous. Yeah. And the PBS article noted that his case appeared in 2019 on a list of cold cases opened by the government under the Emmett Till Unsolved Civil Rights mm. Crime Act to see was this, you know, a civil rights violation. And according to the D- Department of Justice, they closed the case because they could not prove there wasn't enough evidence to prove like that this was a civil rights issue mm. as far as like why he was murdered. So they they had to close the case on that end. And that's the story oh, of the Jesus. murder of Anthony Tony Adams. Like, a, well, you know, uh, uh, this wonderful, beautiful man fighting in his community, doing good things and, and killed for what? And we still don't know, and it's 40 years. It's a shame. So Tina's back on her shit, basically. I know, I'm sorry. Leaving you depressed <laughs> and sad. Sorry. <laughs> I just, I heard this and I was like, oh, we should know this man's story. Yeah. I mean. And then it also made me sad that, you know, that there's this deck of cards, 52 people on this deck. Mm-hmm. And then, but how many, I mean, how many decks of cards can we make? You know what I mean? For all of these, there's so many cold cases and unsolved things that it's, 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 it's really sad, but it is really sad. So, and I know that this isn't like political, political, but he was so actively involved and, and, and there are, they don't know if it was that he was working on the campaign or, you know, who knows why he was targeted, but, um, clearly it seems like he was just taking a bath and maybe there, who knows, who knows, but the fact that her fingerprint is in that apartment. No, 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 no. You Why would it be there? You better pick that girl up and start pressing her right. hard. It's 78. She's going to break. She's going to yeah, break. She's 78. 16. You can talk to her without parents. <laughs> yeah. It's true. She's so like, there's really no, it's the wild west in 1978. She's considered an adult, I'm sure. Yeah. Right? I mean, shit. Holy shit. I think that alone tells me like it had to be that group involved. But <sighs> you know, you can't allegedly, I'm going to put it allegedly involved. Like, but it's, it, that's the whole interesting thing too about evidence and things like you can have this fingerprint. You can have someone who was present, but 
But if that's all you have, like you, you like, you know, you got to go but to the prosecutor also, and the prosecutor has to say, uh, this is enough to go to trial or it's not. But even and he's a gay black man in Utah. And she's a 16 year old okay. white girl. Yeah. I and mean, I know she's a fucking racist, but still like who's what, what Trump's who's what in her away? Who, yeah. Like who's going to put her away? It's the same thing. It's a lynching. Basically. It's the same thing where it's like this person, you know, is involved, but we can't do anything, but there's a dead black man. Yeah. Like what the fuck? Yeah. It's fucked up. It's fucked up. Our country is so fucking ridiculous. What a ridiculous place this is. You know it's, what I mean? It's, it's a hateful place. It is. And uh, we were, t- Tina called, I, I was going running on Thursday and Tina's like, was it, w- or is it Wednesday? Wednesday. Wednesday, yeah. And Tina's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm about to go for a run. She's like, or a walk. Yeah. And she was like, I'm going to come. It was, it was <laughs> awesome. It was so fun. It was so fun. I was so happy. But we were talking, <laughs> uh, me too. But we were talking on there about, uh, I, I, when we, right before you left, I'm like, what, well, we should just leave the country. Like, let's just yeah. get citizenship somewhere else and just let's get the fuck out let's of here. Out. I mean, God what bless you doing? all. You know, I'm going to Tina Turner this bitch and get the fuck out. Oh, I Tina mean, Turner. I can't. I can't do it. I know. It's enough already. I mean, I th- I've been toying with like it. moving to another state, but at the same time, the whole kind con- like, listen, what does it matter if DeSantis is president and I, I live know. it somewhere else? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck does I it have, matter? I have a, a very dear family friend who is living in Spain, Ugh. living her best life in yeah. Spain. It's uh living. Hygiene. I mean, nowhere is going to be perfect, but at least, <laughs> no. at least, uh, you know, yeah. Also, um, you know, you talked about vouchers before for the schools and it's $8,000. I think they're giving away in these Correct. vouchers for yeah. if you send your kid to a private school. And um, so it came out this week and it was really public, which I was like, God, I wish they would just shut the fuck up about this. But I'm sure it is happening everywhere. But a St. Pete uh, school, private school, has um, increased their tuition. And I, you know, when we talked about it, I always like... To me, it was like, well, they're trying to keep out the people who can uh, can can't afford it. They if the tuitions, I think their tuition was like six thousand dollars a year or something like that, and seven thousand dollars, fifteen thousand. It's now raised to I think ten, and so because here's what their explanation was, and I always thought it was like to keep people out who can't afford that difference, right? Right. Which I think is part of the reason, but here's what they've literally said, which is insane. That if they can get all $8,000 in the voucher, they want to take advantage of every single right. one of those dollars. So in, so if you're, if they, if the state gives 8,000 and your school's 5,000, they're leaving, that school's leaving $3,000 yep. on the table. So they raise it to get every single one of the public school dollars that yeah. are left on the table. Yeah. That is fucking crazy. And the whole article was about, is this going to happen ever? Is our other schools going to do this? Uh, I'm like, yes, yes, they are. Of course they are. And here's the thing again. If you're taking public school dollars, your children better be sitting for every damn standardized test that everybody else has to sit for. Why do you get to have state money and you don't have to do the state things that are connected to it? That's not right. It's not right. And then somebody better put a lawsuit up there because why should one set of children be held to certain standards and be have their education stopped to have to be continually drilled for tests and other kids don't and they're getting the same money? That's bullshit. The it's other, bullshit. The other really fun thing is that DeSantis is probably like the most awkward human being on the planet. Oh, God. Um, and he's such a baby. There's just so many clips that come out because he's all over the place now. He's kind of forced to like be in public and it's so he can't handle awkward it. and uncomfortable. And he just, he reacts so weird to things. It's like, you can see behind his eyes. He's like, how would a human behave right now? Like, it's just so <laughs> weird. It's so weird. And it's, there's just a level of evil or something because it's just so fucking weird. Maybe, I mean, do you think this man's a sociopath? Yeah, definitely. But you're here's an, the worst you're an part. You're an analyst too, is a sociopath? Here's the other thing. I've never <clears throat> seen his wife give a speech and I saw a clip on Twitter of her speaking. Is, and she, is she cuckoo eyed? Well, she looks, yeah, she's got those crazy white lady eyes, but she uh, is really good, like demanding the center of that stage command or commanding oh. it, right? Like holding it. Well, she it. did get him to change his name. I mean, she, <laughs> I think she's the one. She's got the hand up like this. I think she's oh, the one. Oh, shit. This is a, like uh, she's, what's the show? 
What's the show? House of Cards? Yes. Yes. Exactly Ooh, like that. It's exactly shit. like that. It's exactly like that. She is very. She's going to push him out the way and become president? Yeah. Oh, God. And her capes. She's always wearing capes. It's like Gwyneth Paltrow wore that one time to the Oscars and this bitch can't get enough of it. <laughs> I mean, she loves those capes. Because she's like an Just evil. She's grab evil. your broom and get the fuck out. Yeah. Witch. <laughs> she's a witch. Well, oh, my God. That's all I have. I hope y'all are doing well and you're happy. Happy. Yes. yes. Thank you for listening. Please support us on Patreon if you can. Please. Oh, I think, um, yeah. You know what? I'm going to tell you this show meeting. Oh. I think we should put on put Patreons out every week. We're going to do a couple right now since we oh, have some time. Okay. I think we weekly. should. We're going to weekly up. Every week. Please, please, please uh, uh, consider joining Patreon. Consider supporting us on patreon we have different levels super cheap super cheap and look at us how cute we are come on uh, help hey. some girls out oh, god <laughs> turn that camera on honey Ooh. mommy comes alive mommy wakes up Ooh, hey, hey. <laughs> i woke up like this <laughs> i think i think uh, I, i'm gonna uh, show meeting I think we should buy Muckster stickers that you made. Those Muckster stickers are so fucking cute. Aren't they cute? I think we should buy a bunch to send to our... Patreons? Yes. <gasps> yeah. Okay. And you can do whatever you want with it. You want to stick it up your ass because you hate us? <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. You want to make out with it? Ooh. Send us a video. Stick them everywhere. Yeah. Put it somewhere filthy. Ooh. <laughs> just send a pic oh my god <laughs> send a pic to our patreon i almost said send us a dick pic but i really don't a, want a to pic. <laughs> <Stick pick? laughs> oh god oh lord i hope my mom doesn't listen to the end of the podcast oh she's not listening <laughs> to the end <laughs> oh all right well we'll see you next week all right bye, bye. If you want to see any photos or take a deeper dive into our stories, please go to our website, www.themuckpodcast.com. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Muck Podcast and on our Twitter at Muck Podcast. To support The Muck Podcast, please visit our Patreon page. We have three levels of support with exclusive content, Muckraker, Policy Wonk, or Bleeding Heart. We can't do this without you.